Up, up next on Inside Champ Car, NBM Performance, the Miata Edition, and a new sheriff in town. <laughs> Welcome to Inside Champ Car. I'm Bill Strong, Chelsea Vickery joining us tonight, along with Grant Barron and Evan McCutcheon. Did I get that right, McCutcheon? Yeah. Cool. All right. Hey, guys, Brian is off trying to dodge cones and do stuff out in Lincoln, Nebraska, and uh, he's left it in charge of me. Of course, we're going to see if we can ruin this in about 10 minutes. Make sure everything's working. Can you all hear me out there? I think you can because we did testing before. Hopefully all the sounds are good. Hey, Chelsea, how you doing? Pretty good. How are you, Bill? Cool. And we will talk <laughs> a little later. We have a lot of news. Yeah. And it looks like uh, everybody's saying, hey, y'all sound is good. All right. Thanks, John. Grant and Evan, MBM Performance. You guys are located up in the Great White North there or the Northeast. It's pretty hot up there now. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, a hot week. So uh, tell us a little about MBM Performance. Yeah, so uh, we're a race shop. We're based out of northern Connecticut, a little south of Springfield, uh, primarily Miata-focused, as you can see in the background. Um, but we're starting to branch out into a couple other things, too. Uh, Toyota, YRZ uh, platform, um, as well as uh, we'll pretty don't, much do custom. Uh, don't say custom it. Work and fabrication for, for anything. <laughs> don't say it. Don't, yeah, yeah. Don't say it. A, um, other Japanese mark that's not Toyota, but also very popular in racing. Don't say K swapped MR2, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dude. we might be doing one of those too. <laughs> Everybody wants to do those. <sighs> so, um, you guys just uh, sponsored uh, one of our races here recently at Thompson Motor Speedway for the 12 hour. That was a fun race. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. You guys were in it, and you were up on the podium towards the end there. On yeah, at the twelve-hour mark. Yeah, yeah, we had a a good race for some cars, a bad race for other cars, but you know it's kind of how it goes sometimes. So uh, we're happy to at least put one car uh, one car on the podium. So I, I screwed up and forgot to ask how what got you what got you guys into this race and stuff. How'd you start out? Yeah, so him and I were actually randomly aside college roommates. Um, just so happened to both be really into racing and cars kind of both grew up around it. Um, over COVID, we decided to build a champ car, uh, you know, rent it out to offset some costs and it kind of went from there. Nice. And, and how long have you guys been out? This might be, I think this is our third or fourth season. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Third or fourth season, second, second real season with a, you know, a real shop, a real roof over our head. Um, we're kind of working out of a garage and just doing our own thing for the first two. So did your wives get mad because you had all these Miatas hanging around in the yard? And you kind of had to put them somewhere? Well, neither of us are married. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's just me, I guess. <laughs> no, one, no one to fight with over Miatas. Um, so yeah, what made yeah. you guys choose Miatas? Uh, so I, I was lucky enough to, to intern under a Miata guru named Matt Kessler of Kessler Engineering when I was in college. That kind of got me into the platform, and Grant actually bought one of my Miatas for me in college. Yeah, and then it went from there. <laughs> it's all downhill. <laughs> yeah, downhill spiral. Now I don't know. I don't know how many we have here, but it's definitely because uh, that's you know, a real shot behind you. That's not one of those fake screens like we have normally back here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I no, think that, I have a yellow car. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be our shop. Yeah, um, so I don't know. There's probably eight or so in here, and another you know, six or eight shells in the parking lot and then another six or eight race cars in the trailers. So how so do the we, two of you guys go to a race weekend and, and you're able to corral all the drivers? I I did a race weekend, a 24-hour, I don't know, back 2013, 2014, and we had three cars plus Troy's car, so that's four. And then all the drivers, six, at least six drivers per car, and then each car had its own team captain. And then you had to have people like corral the drivers, which we didn't know about because you had to keep an eye on them because they just disappear on you when you least expect it. How do you handle doing all that? Well, first, uh, you know, have a good plan. First of all, go in really organized every race. It seems like we learn 
something to keep ourselves a little more organized. This race, probably everybody saw the premiere of our giant whiteboard in the garage. Uh, that helps keep everything square, but um, also hiring good crew. Uh, we've got a lot of good crew we work with um, who, you know, not every single one comes to each event, but, you know, we kind of pick from the pool um, and, uh, you know, making sure they're well-versed on the plan, well-versed on what to do, you know, a good kind of organizational structure how to roll issues up the chain. Um, and so really it's just kind of organized chaos, you know, um, and then at the end, usually it works. Okay. You but, had a big group at Tompkin at Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. It was three cars, uh, about 12 drivers, um, yeah. probably another 10 crew ish, maybe the less eight or 10 crew. Yeah. That's our home track. So we had lots of support there, which is really nice. Yeah. Good yeah. to see Getting the whole crew down to Florida is a little harder, but uh, we can do it. So, but they don't. You you're, you're not short of volunteers to go down to Florida, right? No, they no. usually chomp. <laughs> are you going to Sebring? We yeah, we'll be there. Yeah. Nice. Maybe maybe VIR North. Let's see. Well, yeah, I've, we'd love to see it. Yeah, that's a fun track. The North Side. Yeah, um, we've never run that configuration. Yeah, that fir- that first turn when you go up the hill into Patriot is always interesting, especially the first couple of laps. Remember a couple of years back, we had the big one, took out a whole bunch of cars uh, uh-huh. leading the race. Yeah, that was that was the, the end of a couple of our friends racing because they just pretty much it was it was a big wreck. Mm-hmm. But That's no good. Stuff like that happens. And speaking of wrecks, but we had a unfortunately we had a pretty big wreck there at at uh, Thompson. And um, one of the things that Champ Car has done over the years is we've really cracked down on, you know, tight your know, holding down those batteries, holding down the cool shirt boxes, holding down the driver, everything. And we watched on the internet as uh, this gentleman put up his video and watched the car tumble four or five times. We counted four in the video, but the track worker said five, right? Somewhere four or five times. And it, um, everything worked as planned. And he basically got out of the car and walked away. It was crazy because it was a big hit. Yeah, we, we run a bunch of series, and I think you guys are typically the strictest, I think, going through tech. Yeah. Um, I would care, you know, dare to say we have the hardest time, right? <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not really a hard time, but you know what I yeah. mean. Yeah. Um, you guys you guys do a good job, you know, with all the little particulars. It's tough because I know that, you know, like Ray and the guys, they, they have seen a ton of stuff over the years. I've seen a ton of stuff over the years. I know Chelsea has as well, and even Chelsea's predecessor, Dana. I mean, we've seen – so many things either go right or wrong, and as soon as we see them go wrong, we f- we try to fix it quickly. And the la- one time at Thompson, we had a fire, which changed the way that we do firewalls. Um, mm-hmm. It took us a while to pretty much get that down right because it was the initial reaction was, you know, wrap these guys in foil and, uh, <laughs> you know, protect them. And it's kind of, we've got it right now, and I think the builders have figured it out too how to do it. So um, basically, don't take out those firewalls to make your cars lighter. Keep, you know, keep it, keep it right, and um, you know the the you know seat belts, a bunch of other stuff. But what I found interesting was you know nothing moved in that car except for his tablets, you know, and I think he had those um, tethered as well, so they weren't going to fly out. They just fell to the ground. But uh, mm-hmm. what you when you guys are building the Miatas, you basically buy the cages pre-built, or you have to weld them in, or what do you have to do with those? Yeah, so we, um, you know, we both have an engineering background, so we actually do our own roll cage design, and uh, you know, we work with a couple of fabricators that do the, you know, the actual bending and welding, but um, you know, full all fully three D modeled and and kind of built around the specific chassis that it's going into, rather than a more cookie cookie cutter kind of cage kit. Um, and that's yeah. the, the direction we've been going lately. Yeah. Yeah. So every chassis we do, um, obviously Miata or otherwise, uh, it starts with a 3D scan of the whole interior. Um, and then we build off of that. Nice. So everything, um, you know, everything gets a lot of thought and care put into it um, in terms of safety and also performance. Right. Um, usually they, they, they go hand in hand. So you say you're engineers, you're not trained engineers because he said something about 3D. No, no, we don't drive trains. <laughs> that would be cool, though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I had a buddy that went off to train school, and after a couple of months, he came back. He says, "Not, not for me." So they get to wear the cool hat. They do. That's what we asked him all the time. He got really upset with us, but either he didn't get to wear one or he hated it. One of the two. Yeah. <laughs> Chelsea, you went off to train school at one point, didn't you? 
Mm-hmm. Our timing girl, Kelly. Yeah, that's that's right. Kelly works for one of the big the big uh, train companies. Oh, yeah. So um, the uh, what are the little secrets that you guys have learned about the Miata that you can pass on to our fellow racers that are also running Miatas that don't know the little secrets? Uh, check the front hubs constantly. Well, yeah, that's a known fact because <laughs> usually yeah, I mean, when you see the wheel fly off into the corner, it's like you, that's that's the car that hasn't had them checked. Yeah, I mean, they're great cars. And, you know, in Champ Car, the biggest thing is just get the car as light as possible and um, as reliable as possible. You know, we've, we've learned firsthand it's you got to finish the race. And if you can first, you got to build a decent car that finishes the race and then you can focus on getting faster. You know, the getting faster is the last 10 percent. The finishing the race is the first 90 percent. Um, that's really how it goes. Now, you know, we've talked many times about. Today's drivers may not have as much experience driving auto or stick shift cars versus, you know, automatics. And, uh, you know, some of the older guys, it's just, once you get in, it's like a bike, but there are people that just really have not grown up using sticks. Do you have a problem getting customers that, that do have that issue? I mean, they can learn it pretty quick, but they can be kind of rough on the hardware. Yeah, really not too much. We're, we're kind of in a cool position where we, a lot of our drivers, we pull from some sprint racing series. So they've been kind of growing up uh, around. Right have a ton of experience with it um but we definitely have had some new people that actually got up to speed on on the street in the sim yeah, yeah well, i never thought of using a sim to learn how to drive yeah it's good for muscle memory you know for shifting i mean you don't have clutch feel but you at least have okay put clutch in move hand right mm-hmm. and listen listen to the to the rpm and the engine and stuff so right um so that's helped a bunch of our our guys who have come up from karting um who've just gone directly from karting to full-size cars endurance racing um, that's, I think, what's helped them the most. Okay. Have you ever thought of building an automatic Miata for maybe folks that don't have a lot of experience driving it? We we kicked around the idea actually yeah. with uh with an yeah we with, kicked around the idea with an ND yeah, yeah. Um, well that's the, the SMT isn't it or the what do they call I think it? It's DSG automatic. I think it's a traditional oh, okay. automatic. all right yeah but we actually we actually got got shot down the ND I guess was a little too new. Well, there was a team that raced one um, years ago. We had a uh, um, spec me out a racer, and I f- forget his name now. Um, war veteran had his lost his legs, and so he drove with uh, automatic setup in his or paddle shift setup in his. Actually, did really good too. Um, what's his name? Ian, I forget. But yeah, the um, yeah, we've been talking about it. There's a bunch of guys, including uh, you know Ed. Be like Ed, and he's you know he races an automatic. There's a couple other teams running automatics now, including our uh, the 350Z. Um, two brothers, they've got that pretty quick setup. They can only keep rear ends in that car. That's their problem. So well, it's a good uh, it's a good 75 points of you know bonus basically. So um, if you can do one right, I think you can build a really fast car. Um, our biggest problem with kicking around the idea of a of a automatic miata was that like it would be so niche to champ car that if you ever wanted to resell it or get rid of it or whatever uh, possible. well you shouldn't right. be racing anywhere else right right <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> gotta say it. Get, get sell it to a fellow champ car racer yeah yeah so uh what's your what's your the plan for the next race where are you guys going to be at um so we're kind of finishing up well so in terms of champ car Tentative VIR North and definitely Sebring. Um, outside of Champ Car, uh, finishing up the Northeast Regional uh, SCCA season and then runoffs in three weeks down VIR. Yeah. Hey. That's, that's going to be fun. Where are we? We're in three weeks. We're somewhere, aren't we? <laughs> where, where are we? What day is it? <laughs> I don't know. Last... We, were, we were disappointed we couldn't make it to Pitt because of runoffs because we did that one last year. Oh, yeah, like... Pitt. That's right. Yeah, Pitt's a great track. Yeah. And it's great for the little Miatas, too, so. When something yes. fall down, your place yes. haunted because you. I have no idea what just fell down, but it was really loud. So, I guess we'll see what what. what well, the cars after. are still up on the lift. I keep waiting yeah. for it. <laughs> I don't think water or anything, so I don't think a pipe burst. So, that's no, probably done. Yeah, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> so, are you guys going to the run? You guys are going to the runoffs. Yeah, yeah. Actually, a bunch of the guys. I think every guy we're going to run with Ranch Amp car, that's at least once this year. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I'll spec Miata or a couple spec Miata, one uh, spec MX-5, which is an NC. Um, and all of them have raced Champ car with us in some capacity this year. And 
they all loved it. You know, good practice for them, just a ton of seat time, a lot of practice and traffic and stuff like that. All right. So, you know, recently we had a video pop up on the internet. Some gentlemen not talking the greatest about our drivers. And, you know, I was able to watch his in-car video. I don't think he knew I have it. I had a, one of our show cameras in his car, so I was able to go back through and watch him. And he got rattled a few times, mainly from the uh, speed differential. I think he got caught off guard going up the S's a couple times. What do your drivers that run in spec and champ car? I mean, is there – because you don't have speed differential in spec Miata because you all are basically the same kind of car. How How is that a big difference for them? I mean, do they – most guys can figure it out if they do it a lot, right? If they're in the the speed differential. Yeah. Yeah. They're all, like spec me out of guys. They're also close. They're used to being like really close quarters with people. Yeah. Um, so I think that sort of translated well. But. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a massive, like there's a huge speed differential, even for an, I mean, I guess in a fast day class Miata is pretty fast everywhere. Right. But uh, there's definitely a massive speed differential, but I mean, it's just part of, you know, you drive yeah. with what's on multi-class, right? Multi-class yeah. racing is part of the game, you know, especially, you know, you know, champ car is a series that you're going to have some beginner drivers, which is great, right? Like give people an opportunity to go racing. Right. And so it's just another, uh, you know, another thing you got to deal with on the track. Right. It's, yeah. I completely forgot about speed differential until visceral passed me when I was in the mini on the front straightaway <laughs> and I almost wrecked on the front straightaway because he scared the absolute shit out of me. It was, it was bad. Yeah. It can be, it can be pretty dramatic. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. A lot of our guys think it's fun though. So yeah. Yeah. And that, and I think having that seat time too, you, the more seat time you get, the better it is for you. So, yeah. and, you know, with, uh, with the endurance stuff, multi-class. Yeah. They have the opportunity to get more, almost as much seat time in one weekend as they do in, you know, half a season. So yeah. Yeah. Amazing, so. yeah pretty much. Yeah. The cars are basically, you know, the the champ car cars are going to be lighter, a little more yep. agile than the the um, the spec ones. Do they? What are they? What are they experience when they get back into the spec Miatas after driving the lighter champ car version? Yeah, I mean, so there's a tire differential too. So oh, yeah. spec we're on Hoosiers and then champ car we're on 200 treadwares. Um, but we've seen. Depending on the track, the the net net is actually pretty close. Yeah, the lap times are not identical, but pretty close between the two cars at, at most of the big tracks, which is interesting. So yeah. it kind of helps us a baseline going into it, like what their target should approximately be. And they're used to going, or, you know, around the track at that pace, which is helpful. Well, that's cool. I thought there would be a bigger difference. Not, I completely forgot about the tires. Even the brakes are different, right? Yeah, the, the champ cars have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it depends. I mean, some people will run like a standard uh, 1.8 Miata um, brake setup on a Champ Car, which is totally fine. That's the same as a spec Miata. Mm -hmm. uh, but then in Champ Car, you can also put like a wheelwood on the front or the rear, um, and that's obviously a step up. Yeah. And then the tires really help in the uh, – because they run 140 or the 40 treadwear slicks in those? Yeah. yeah. It's a yeah. M7. It's a special – I mean, not special. Like a DOT, it's basically yeah. Hoosier made for a spec Miata. Right. Yeah. Uh, and they they have a lot more grip than than any street tire, but they won't last two hour stint, right? Yeah, no, <laughs> be a handful. Yeah. yeah, no. Cool. Now, <clears throat> with your with your Miatas, do you have a separate? Now I know with our MR twos, we would have a kind of a rain setup, a dry setup, and a hey, we don't know what's going to happen setup for the suspension. Do you guys do that with the Miatas as well? You kind of, or does it just keep one size fits all? Cause it's that good of a car. Um, it really depends on, on, you know, kind of the driver lineup in the car, but we, we do, we do often go to different setups depending on, on weather and conditions. Yeah. Thompson, for example, is a toss up. Like we were really hoping for a rain race so we could throw a rain setup on the car. Um, <laughs> we knew, I don't know, we'd probably be one of the only teams doing that. We knew it would be a big advantage. Um, but of course it was a toss up. Right. And so, I mean, we do bring the scales and the setup pads and all that stuff to the track, but um, you know, I, and I will spend the time doing it, but I would have liked to been able to make the decision at the shop. Right. Um, it's just easier that way. Um, and it turned out to be a dry race and we had a dry setup on it because we, you know, the weather kind of solidified a day, a day or two before. So that ended up being okay. Um, but yeah, it definitely varies track to track, weather to weather, driver lineup to driver lineup, car to car. Um, it really kind of, you know, the baseline gets you like 85% of the way there, and then you dial it in from there. 
it was kind of cool. I, Chelsea let me escape. She let me go on a break, and I took my camera out and and uh, went over and took some pictures. And watching your blue car go around underneath that bridge was pretty insane compared to the other guys. Um, I mean, Visceral was pretty quick through there. There's a couple other little cars, but your car just physically looked a lot quicker, more aggressive going through there. You could really hear the tires just right on the limit. Uh, do you know who your driver was at that point? What, what time was it? <laughs> it was sunset. So, yeah, I mean, we, I, it was probably one of a couple of the guys who not only race spec Miata, but it's also their home track too. Um, or spec MX5. Oh yeah. Okay. So that's, that helps out a ton having your own, you know, being at your track. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So not only is it their home track, but a lot of the couple of the guys are members of the track too. So, I mean, they're there like maybe once a week, right? Maybe more yeah, at minimum a couple yeah. times a month. So. Yeah. So, so that, you know, they know the track like the back of their hand. We just done an SCCA race there the week two weeks, before. the weekend, literally the weekend before yeah. with all those guys, every single one of them have been there. So right. um, they're all pretty dialed into to Thompson. So when, um, when you guys are on pit lane, you're running your team and something bad happens, I don't know, black flag or something. What's the first thing you think of? Where's the first place you think of going? As in, like, as in, you're talking like a black flag, <laughs> you get something, or I don't know, I don't know. Where do you go? Who do you go well, talk to? Who do you fact, go talk to? I know for a fact we always look at each other and ask, "Did you see this car, this car, and this car?" Right, and see if they can. <laughs> and that every single time, right? Um, because you know, I don't think a single, t- you know, like every team, we've had some wrecks, right? And yeah. usually they don't radio in. Usually it's just like we find out by different yeah. means. Oh yeah. Uh, hey, like, uh, it's like, hey, uh, um, I don't know what happened to the car, but it's not working right now, and uh, I'm upside down. <laughs> yeah. Well, like so at the Glen, at the Glen, like we had a pretty bad wreck in the um, bus stop, and I found out because one of our other guys got a picture from another guy on our team of the car, like in pieces in the bus stop. I was just like, is this our car? I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> you oh. know. Okay. Yeah, we're finding now that our live log is telling on a lot of drivers. Oh yeah, it's- yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the li- the live log is actually great because it tells us if you know any of our guys had contact. Like we had no idea that one of our cars had contact at Thompson, and then we looked on the live log and it said it had contact. And then sure enough, we looked at the right rear tire; it had some red paint on it. We're like, oh, all right, yeah. you know, yeah. no harm, no foul, right? Just a little tap, but we, you know, we would have had no idea. Yeah, right. Yeah, because there's many times I'd say, so so what was it like out there, guys? Anything happen? Oh, no, no. And I'll go through all the video, and it's like, holy <laughs> crap, man. And then I'll, I think the worst one was we were at Road Atlanta, and coming up over the bridge before you went downhill, there was a, a big hole at the apex point. Now, where I came up over the bridge, I wasn't so far over when I was in the car. And I got home, I took off the wheel, and the whole wheel is just, the whole inside of it is just cracked. Just beat oh, to hell, oh. cracked all over, held air for the 14 hours, but uh, it just looked like crap. I couldn't use it again. And I asked the guy, so uh, what happened? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. So I went back to the videos, and every lap just bam, bam, car after car <laughs> after car. You know, and they all, once I showed them the I took screenshots and, you know, and showed them the video, and they all like, Here, here's some money, here's some money, here's some money. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long stint too you know if you tap somebody oh, yeah. it's like three minutes in and then two hours later you're getting out of the car it's i, I could see how you might just forget i mean yeah. we when when i do endurance stints i always say like i don't even remember it's like i just <laughs> go out there and then i drive and then somebody radios me like two hours I'm like all right cool i'm done you know i, I don't even remember what happened <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just like you get in your groove and then that's well you don't think because you're racing i mean you're you're thinking about the next corner the next corner not what you just left and you know, you say, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. And then you're going to the next corner. You know, maybe I'll attack it differently now. Yeah. 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 So, but then the log will rat you out. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. We've been yelled at by Chelsea a couple of times too for <laughs> not hitting things, but aggressive passing for sure. That's happened. <laughs> Chelsea yes. wouldn't yell at anybody. Would, yeah. No, just it was a stern, a stern warning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe a couple. All right. She's she's only like five foot one, maybe a hundred pounds wet, and what? you know it's not like she's intimidating. I don't know about that. Yeah. 
the truth comes out. Or like when, when I Chelsea was uh, obviously a little uh, aggravated something at Thompson, and I asked if we could take out our spare car because one of our cars broke. Oh, yeah. I wanted to get the guy some drive time, and I could tell Chelsea definitely did not want to be bothered, so I tried to ask Chelsea. <laughs> You know. It's funny. They just kind of come in, stand be- behind me, and they just kind of wait. And it's like, so, yeah. <laughs> like, what do you, what do you guys want? <laughs> well, but it yeah. worked out. I really want to get the guys in the car. We got this other car we brought. You know, wait. <laughs> Let us. So you guys have yeah. been doing this for for quite a while now, a couple of years. Uh, do you have any um? Do you have any good towing stories? Anything you can say oh, legally God. now? <laughs> yeah, you the ball, right? You can tell it. You you can go for it. Yeah. So heading down to Sebring last year, um, we're on the Jersey Turnpike, and we actually had, you know, one of our wheels all the studs sheared and went off on the Turnpike. Luckily, you know, we get freshly paved road, got the trail under control, and pulled over. But wait a second. Fact, what's that? Wait a second. You're not allowed to have trailers on the turnpike are you no jersey turnpike it's 95 going through yeah jersey. oh okay all right all right all right <laughs> we're, good. we're good with that we're good with that i think that that portion of the highway is privately owned so you know there's only like one towing company that can help you no triple oh, wow. or anything so nice. um, we were we were kind of we were kind of screwed yeah well all the studs sheared off and we didn't have an extra hub and then it's a leaf spring trailer too yeah. and so the shackle that holds the leaf spring ground down to nothing uh, um, I actually had one of those, funny enough, but we didn't have a spare hub. Yeah. So called the one person I knew it, you know, in the state of New Jersey, and he happened to be up at one in the morning working at a shop. Uh, huh. I took with Rollo at Rockwell. Rockwell. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> pulled the pulled the hub off of their trailer and drove it like an hour and a half to us in the middle of the night and, oh, wow. and we were Sebring. But yeah. uh, that's the craziest one we've had. This was also on our on our nonstop journey. So that was maybe like hour eight in. Yeah. And then they ended up taking us total because after we got delayed, we were on the side of the road for like five hours. And uh, after we got delayed, we then hit traffic in like every city. Right. And so I think it was like 32 hours straight to Sebring. Um, yeah. So we we almost we planned to get there to the seven at like, I don't know. Mid a- mid afternoon yeah, the day before, 3 yeah. yeah, three p.m. the day before, and we ended up rolling in around two in the morning, like the day of practice. Yeah, people, yeah, used, I... people used to make fun of me for showing up the track so early. That's only because nothing happened on the way to the track. It's those ones yeah. where I showed up later, where you know you're trying to find a, a tractor supply that had all the trailer parts in it and wait for well, it we to open. And hubs. yeah, but anyway, so now we travel travel with hubs, tires, shackles. <laughs> Yeah, everything you can think of related to a trailer we travel with now. So, so what people don't understand now is now you have to get that F five fifty, you know, or the semi truck, the tractor trailers set up because, yeah, you just have to carry everything, especially yeah. when you have so many cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, we have you know we have a pretty big setup. It's yeah. been pretty solid so far. Knock on wood. Uh, that was our first trip with our new trucks. So it was a little nerve wracking, but yeah, you know. yeah, it didn't matter. no damage to truck. <laughs> Yeah. Was it brand spanking new or all used? Brand spanking new. Okay, so that's the way I do it. Trailer was brand spanking new yeah. too. Oh wow! You have to, because we're putting so many miles on the stuff that you just have to. Yeah. Right. It's not. It's just a huge risk. I mean, if you think about the amount of money involved in getting to the track times three cars or whatever, you know, you gotta be able to get there. Right? And you've got so customer money on the line too. That's what I mean. Yeah. Exactly. Right. I mean, there's you know people are depending on us. Right. Yeah. That's that's the service we provide. Right, Chelsea. So, Right. <laughs> we got 120 cars all showing up to Daytona and you know, we're thinking, Oh my God, make sure everything's in place. Everything's working. Cause you've got mm-hmm. 120 times, how many five, six people per team all staring at you, making oh, yeah. sure you're doing it right. And if you screw oh, yeah. up, what happens, Chelsea? <laughs> the line forms. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Brutal. Yeah. yeah. You got any other crap? We've uh, cruised, uh, you know, cruise no problem. So, yeah, we're good. Yeah. Got any questions, Chelsea? Anymore? No. Not I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys at Thompson or Thompson again next year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Put our name yeah. on next year too, for sure. Lock it in. Cool. Steve and I'll, I'll send you a con- I'll send you a contract. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Write that down. Thanks sorry. for sponsoring us, guys. We yeah. appreciate that. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thank you guys. We got our start in your series, so yeah, exactly. Thankful for all you've done for us. Cool. Yeah, right on. 
I am mad at you, Bill, though, because you didn't print enough stickers and we didn't get any. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, when I, 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 a couple. I have to be careful because I get yelled at, you know, when I print too many stickers yeah, yeah. and I look at the numbers and I have to forecast. And it's like, well, history says it's going to be this much. So I print this much. And then I find out, oh, guess what? We had like 50 people register last night. You mean like this one? Yeah, like um, yeah. Oh, they need send me that. send me your address. I'll send you one. <laughs> I saw, Thanks, so yeah, I spent a lot of time on this guy. That was like um, one of those uh, two o'clock in the morning. I can't sleep. Design sessions. Let's make it oh, different. Yeah. So yeah, next year's decals are going to be same shape because I think everybody likes those shape because they put them on their doors and stuff. So um, I thought about making it the other way. So that just to just to screw with people, but then she did she did that. <laughs> she did that. No, yeah. don't. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. They just like wouldn't fit on doors and stuff. It'd be awesome. It'd do like mid season. <laughs> oh, no. Or if you got like rows and you've got like a row that's almost complete. Oh yeah. It's yeah. Same. yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's what would happen. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right, guys. M you know, we got uh Grant and Evan from MBM Performance. And how do they get a hold of you guys? Yeah, go on our website, mbmperformance.com. You'll also see we're doing um, Miata Performance parts sales now. So both uh, off-the-shelf stuff and engineered by us. So, you know, if you want to know how our cars go fast, go on our website. There you go. All the parts are there. Very cool. All right, guys. And we'll put a link in the description, wherever that is. Perfect. And uh, we'll, we'll get it all up for you guys. All right, thanks, guys, for joining us. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Thanks, thanks Thank you, both. All right, Chelsea, it's your and I turn. All right, here we go. Here we go. So I tried, I tried to ask what you were going to ask, and we're shooting from the hip. Let me. Oh, I told you that, but I, I actually have a lit non camera. Uh, no. <laughs> you can't do that. So a my week, brain is mush. A week and a half ago, we were just normal human beings. Yeah. And this week, you're our fearless leader. I know. Quite the change. Yeah. Quite the change. It's been, yeah, there's been constant. So, and that's okay. We are still doing races and, and figuring things out and yeah, on a good path. So we got a race coming up here. A couple of days. We have a uh, mid mid Ohio. Let me move, mid Ohio. Let me move this little s sticker thing over here so that it doesn't block your face. Um, You don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't even know. It's the subscribe and button. Yeah, I have buttons that pop up and do funny things and, you know, so, yeah. So uh, everybody's telling you you got this. What do you yeah, think? Do you have I this? Do. I do have this. Obviously, it was a change, and with change comes with the growing pains, I think, and that's where we're at, but we're, we're getting through it and, you know, looking at 2024 and keeping our eyes ahead. And uh, going into Meadow this weekend, we got almost 60 cars signed up. So that's going to be a great race. That's another one I may not have enough stickers for. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So we're noticing that people are waiting till the, uh, you know, three days out before signing up for a race. That's hard for us, isn't it? It is hard. It is difficult because you, you, you plan, we start corresponding, you know, a month in advance uh, for like pit stall requests and things like that. And we have noticed a big change in signups, even just two weeks out. It's it, it grows. So, I mean, we welcome yeah. them. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. They can sign up until Friday. Until the green um, flag. <laughs> Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. No, 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 I'm just kidding. But yeah. you are more than welcome for I sure. I can see our timing and scoring. Like, no, don't start yet. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Uncorrelated. Um, weird. People don't know how that works. So, oh, like, yeah. the, the upload process to the timing computer is, like, that's how you get, you know, timed for the race. And pretty much we wait until 
what 30 minutes before or an hour before green flag depends i mean sometimes yeah it yeah depends. sometimes we have cars that work all night that have to do some changes and they'll come in that next morning and and they'll register you know with laura or, or the registrar on site and then from there they'll radio over to the timing and then they'll do the upload and they'll bring all the cars over so that that you're scored um transponders and stuff like that that's how it gets imported so yeah, any kind of late signups will always kind of we're we're waiting that last second to okay we got to import we got to import so it's not just that it's our flagtronics as well it uses the same as import well. so yeah yeah and uh, yeah we're busy you usually have one timing person doing both flagtronics and the timing and scoring so mm -hmm. it's kind of cool I'll actually do the a lot of times I'll do the the flagtronics and hand it over even Fowler would do the the flagtronics like the day before try and get as much right. as he could out of it. And then we'd share info. And then that way it could get across to both the marching ants and to Flagtronics. Cause a lot of people don't realize that we have two Flagtronics systems, one that bill plays with that doesn't do anything, which is a good thing. Right. And, oh. <laughs> and then the, why uh, did you just black flag all? <laughs> yeah. Well, oops. Yeah. So um, the, uh, and then the, the one that's used for the actual race itself that they use it to signal all the, the racers. So, yeah. But yeah, that's uh, it's always a fun time up there. And, and I think if I don't, know, we really don't want all kinds of people up in the tower. But it, if you ever get a chance, just come on up and stand back a bit and watch what happens. Make yeah. sure it's busy, not when we're sitting around doing nothing, you know, partying and you know <laughs> stuff like that. But right, we <laughs> the party. Yeah. Um, especially when you're sometimes you know as a director certain tracks working control, which you got to feel for that at Gingerman, um, talking to corners. So sometimes as a race director, you are, you normally have a set person that, that is sitting there and they'll communicate with corners and all the things that are happening out on track. And then they communicate with you while you listen and you communicate with your staff on pit road. Um, and sometimes that position at, at certain tracks isn't there. Uh, so you have to do everything. I have to do everything. So I'm talking to corners, talking to my staff, talking to Flactronics, yep. um, to timing and scoring, timing yeah. and scoring you and yeah, making sure penalties are getting out and messages are being delayed to black flag and, and all that stuff. So we can get pretty hectic in that situation. Um, and just really, if there is a control person there, cause you are just kind of juggling. That's why I always have two radios on and walking around like a, crazy woman <laughs> but yeah it's fun the uh yeah it's you know you brought up gingerman i got to do the the flag side of it and i've been i've been in the tower a lot over the years mm -hmm. i've seen a lot heard a lot oh i can do this and then you toss <laughs> me the radio it's like oh yeah i got this and then the yeah. first thing i heard is <laughs> What did he say? I it's not, like the, I, the face of I, like, what was that? What was that? I couldn't understand a word they said. <laughs> Luckily, our our um, starter kind of understood what was going on, and he would raise his hand and go like, you know, two, not even looking because we're in the background, and he would, you know, turn five is talking. Okay, turn five, slow down, or you know, say it again, repeat. But that was for me. That was the hardest part was trying to understand everybody's radio calls. You know. He knew where they were because they, I guess they worked the same corners all the time, but understanding how they, you know, how they describe something. Cause some tracks, what was that track we went to where everybody's called Abel or they call Abel? Oh, Watkins Glen. Everything yeah. is said a certain way. I mean, it's. There is, there's a corner worker. There's etiquette that's yeah. taught to at some tracks. I mean, some tracks, they differ obviously from place to place, but there is an etiquette on how corner workers call up to the tower and how you call back. You pretty much just essentially just repeat everything that was called to you so that you know that you have all your information that's correct. Um, so you learn that, yeah. you know, just, okay, you know, turn 10. Yeah, I had a problem saying Roger, only because my Air Force days, we always said Roger. Roger. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's copy. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's copy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Lee just brought up, hope Jim Jimman fixes their timing loop. That's two years in a row there. I don't, you know, I don't think it was a timing loop. It may have been some of our hardware. And we ended we up. We were trying to. 
Yeah, figure out what what really happened. Um, the Part track manager got up there. They had brand new equipment, um, but we have had that issue there twice. So we yeah. really want to kind of figure that out for sure because that was worst case scenario. Yep. Hopping over the wall, <laughs> taping down a loop. We've done it. You know, we've done it at yeah. every. I mean, not just Gingerman. We've done it at some some big tracks. Um, and sometimes it just happens, and you just gotta you got to roll with it and you got to do what you got to do to get the race back going. So that was kind of a worst case right. situation, but we figured it out. Well, and Tim brings up that at least we got it fixed faster than the time at road America, but road America was different. Road America is big. We had, it's yeah, it, that's a track where guys are going over the, the start finish line there at probably max speed, you know, well over a hundred miles an hour. And right. having something taped down to the track just isn't going to suffice. So we have to bury it there. Especially so, if it's snowing or yeah, raining. Yeah, snowing or raining or whatever. So at Road yeah. America, I think we had had rain and we had to dry the track. And it was just a little slower operation there. But, um, but yeah, it's it's tough. And I think we had Wi-Fi issues because they had their Wi-Fi system crash. And right after that yeah. is when we started getting the errors. People mm -hmm. kept coming up and telling us, hey, they're, you know, your timing, you know, what is it? race monitor wasn't working right and we kept resetting yeah. it and it just didn't click but now that we saw that air well we might remember it in the future <laughs> you know hey if we're seeing right. this air we need to look here so yeah. but yeah it's it's helped us out and uh we'll make it better um sure. so when you're in the tower what's the hardest thing for you to deal with other than me Man, that's a loaded question. Um, what's the hardest thing to deal with? I think when you just have tough races, sometimes, you know, there's just having more of aggressive set of drivers that can be, that can be trying for sure. Um, and you know, you just gotta, you gotta take your calls when they come in and you have to deal with them and it has to be on the spot and, you know me you know that i have no favorites in this game um i i appreciate all of our drivers and i i respect all of them but when it comes down to safety and everybody on track there is no leniency in me for that um so yeah you know we do have those races where it's like man i'm we're ready to throw the checkered you know and, and the day just kind of takes it out of you but it's it's just and then you have those those days that are just smooth sailing. Wait, when have you had those? You know what? <laughs> you have. I was thinking of that. I was thinking that because, you know, we can talk about my records of things that have gone just awry. Right. Um, and there's just been some crazy things that we would just never would have guessed. And they they happened to me. To you, yeah. Sure. Yeah. We, we had other race directors. They go to the race and you're just sitting up there going. Oh, when is this going to be over? This is so boring. And here they come across the start finish line, you know. Right. Yeah. And meanwhile, over here. Yeah, yeah. I definitely I've learned a lot in the first four years of doing this. I mean, it was we had some some things happen and and not just not with drivers. It was just with with, you know, like Willow, like the Willow thing. And Bill was out there on a corner because we didn't have enough corner workers and having somebody walk across a hot track. Uh, not man. just that. Well, let's, I don't know if everybody's, anybody's heard that story, but basically I'm in the pace car. Yeah. We have a, we have a, we have a small field, so we, mm -hmm. we didn't take a lot of staff with us. We didn't need them. And I'm in the pace car and I remember you telling me take another lap because we're still, yeah. you're still trying to get stuff set up on the ground. We didn't get a full set of corner workers or something. Mm -hmm. And I remember being at the top of the hill and coming down the S's on the back straight and the lady holding the flag, put her flag down to light a cigarette. <laughs> and all I could think of was what happens when the flag goes down, everybody starts racing and behind us, you know, it's a blind, it's blind coming down there. So it's like, all of a sudden they don't see her up on a hill with no flag. They're going racing. And I'm just sitting there behind the wheel. Like, Oh my God, I'm going to die. Nothing right. happened. Nothing happened. Because I remember yelling across the radio, she has her flag down. You, you were yelling so hard. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway, you said, take another lap, take another lap. And, and, okay, come in this lap. Everybody's good. And I come down pit lane, 
And it's like, who is the guy standing out in the track? Oh my goodness. Our, um, our flagger, I guess at one point has, was in some movie Ford versus Ferrari or whatever. And they did the start out there like 1960s style or something. And, and he, he said, was standing down off of the start stand on the track side, hot side. Yeah. Like feet just on the dirt right by the pavement and yeah. was going to throw the green flag. And here comes Bill. And then I'm, I'm running. Here comes Bill behind him. He grabs him and brings him back <laughs> over the wall. He, he was a lot like lighter. He was a lot lighter than I thought. I picked him up. He's like, he's like <laughs> over the wall. And we started the race. And it's just, yeah, it was just he it wouldn't was a get, lot he wouldn't things. get in the tower. He says, No, 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 I I do it down here. I'm like, no, no, you gotta get in the tower. You're <laughs> yeah, running the race. Because no. that yeah, was a good. track where the flagger actually does flag control. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they'd agreed to do that. <laughs> so you yeah. ended up doing it. And not yeah. only that, okay, so that happens. Then we have a car come down pit lane. Brakes are on fire. Yeah. Somebody says the brakes are on fire. And you grab a fire. I remember like walking towards a car and seeing you way down at pit out. And you grab a fire extinguisher and you walked with purpose. And I mean purpose and a half. And you went up to that wheel. You looked at it. You poosh, let off of it. Looked at it again. Did it one more short, short squirt on it. And then... Walked away, put the fire extinguisher down, and next job. <laughs> I was like, holy <laughs> shit, Chelsea, she's a firefighter and a half. Not only does she, yeah. And then, yeah, that was a fun race. That was, uh, that was interesting. We've, we've had a few of those over the years. But that was at the top of the list. That was also the yeah. same. Oh, and then later on, not much <laughs> later, I'm at, I'm, at, I'm at Pit Inn, and I'm talking to Jay, and – all of a sudden, I think it was Joe. So whoever's at Pit Inn, I think mm-hmm. it was Jay. Okay. Um, I see somebody walk across the track. And, you know, I get, uh, there's somebody walking across the track. Might have been and yelling as, it. As somebody in the in the seat, the, you know, yeah. when you hear that come across the radio, it's just immediate red flag. Yeah. Like it's, it's just instinctual to say red flag. Yeah. But by the time that you, that anybody had, we you could, know, we had to figure out what was going on. It's like, is that a person? <laughs> yeah. By yeah. the time anybody really saw what was happening, she was already off. Yeah. Way off. So it's like she, she, yeah. And she yeah, was done. Crossed yeah. Hot track and she was done. And then we had a corner and that's where Bill ended up. Yeah. We didn't have a corner <laughs> flagger. So I said, oh, I guess I'll go. In and the desert heat. Yeah. I got out there and all I had was a red. A, or, a, was it a red flag? No, it wasn't red. I had a green, I had a green flag. And a yellow flag, and that was it. Maybe a white flag. And I remember coming across the radio. Somebody said something about we might have the red flag for the oil down. And I'm like, oh my god, I don't have a red flag. I'm looking all. How am I going to do this? Do I hold up my phone with a red screen on it, or you know, just trying to figure out ways of doing it? And uh, yeah, that that one that one was bad. And then we had what was it the next? Or um, oh, and I took like ten waters with me. And I had him drunk with, I've done within like, like 20 minutes. <laughs> it was just so freaking 100. hot. Yeah. yeah and there's no, and at Willow Springs, there's no shade for the corner workers. Yeah. And my hat's off to those people doing it. Cause it's, it's brutal out there. Absolutely brutal. Honestly. Yeah. I don't know. I've, I've been in a corner stand and worked a event with Phoenicia from Barber. And it's it's different than what you think yeah. for sure. You know, when things happen, they happen so fast, and it's like you really have to have your eyes just out there and and paying attention for sure at all times. Um, so yeah, that's a, it's a tough job for and sure. Being able to describe what you just saw with the numbers of the cars and the color, because you just right. don't say car sixty seven. Yeah. It has to right. be car sixty seven burgundy or whatever they what's the word? Uh, they can't say I'm- red. You can't say certain things yeah. on the radio. Yeah, you like can't say low, um dead, um red. You red. can't say red. red. Well they fire. say fire. You can't say fire. You know. You can't say fire on the radio unless something is actually on fire because those all are, you know. Yeah. Bad. Bad situations. So <sighs> yeah, fun times. And then uh <laughs> the next day we had a we had a better group of flaggers in and things we did so that was much, a good race yeah. it was a great yeah it was a great time so it's just certain things that that pop up that you just can't train for until they happen yeah and it's 
And your your train your it. trainers really don't even tell you that kind of stuff because it's one of those yeah. things like, oh, she'll learn. <laughs> Bless it. Yeah. 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 I was trained by some great, great people. And I'm I'll ever, forever be thankful for that. You know, Mike Morrison, Mike Chesick, and Dana and um, you know, Mike Morrison and Mike Chesick really took me under and I worked so many races with them. And man, I learned so much um because of them and yeah and here i am today you know and i wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them so uh you used off. to you used to work for me kind of yeah <laughs> right? back in the marketing department remember that yeah. <laughs> yeah that was a long time ago so loved taking pictures i did yeah 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 i like that too but you don't let me do that anymore oh <laughs> Everybody would be like, she's so mean. I'm really an even killed person. She just is. so everybody knows. I if I'm you know, I, I just don't ever really blow up at all. Um so, I'm firm. I can I'm direct, but I'm not yeah, I'm very even keeled. I I if I'll look at a video of something is wrong and and you know I'm yeah. always open to that. So don't so, paint this picture. Somebody said you had wrap hands. I don't know what wrap hands are, but you had wrap hands um, when you do your driver's meeting. What's that mean? That's because Nick Nick Johnson took that picture. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like this. And I'll never, it hit the internet and I'll never live it down. That's going to be our, uh, our championship sticker for next year. And I don't even, everybody's like, what were you talking about? I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> it was something. So do you have any announcements for next year at all yet? Is that a yes or no? We just leave it until. Announcements? <laughs> uh, for the 2024 season? Like, are we going the to Le Mans? 2024 season? We, we have some. We're going to move around some dates, I think. Um, I'll let that one out of the bag. We still have, you know, in mind, we want to we want to go to these tracks that are, you know, still keep our main bucket list ones, but maybe look into adding more in if possible. Um, and if not, definitely for the 2025 season, um, that's a big goal, you know, to get back to some of the places that I hear about like Indy and Coda. And I really want to get back into Barber. It's, it's a mission of mine to get back there. So um, yeah, it's just some of those things that are on the radar for, for the club and, and honestly just, getting to know the racers more and letting them get to meet, know me more. I think that's important um, with this transition. You know, obviously it's, it's just, um, I'm in this role now and I hope to really kind of get to know everybody on a, on a better level other than just being in the tower and, <laughs> and walking up and creeping up and, and wondering this or that. Um, but yeah, just have some conversations and, and, you know, grow together as a club. It's important. I'm looking for, oh, they want to know where the championship race is. I know. <laughs> when are we going to announce that? I don't know. When the whole schedule comes out, unless you, I don't know. <laughs> You're like, no, don't, <laughs> I don't do know. it. Don't do it. I, I kind of want to, but I don't, because it'll give something away. So, well, what will it give away? Where the, where it's at. I mean, we already have it nailed down. Okay. So If you want, you're the boss. <laughs> I'm the just... national championship for 2024 is going to be at NCM. Yay! Centrally hey. located near pretty yeah. much everybody except those in the lower tips of Florida, but you know, they'll yeah. they'll get up there. It will be at NCM. We have to pick, you know, we had to choose a race that was in towards the beginning of the year. So it kind of limits where we're at uh, or what we can choose from. And then, you know, that always brings up the thing, well, what if you moved this race here? And a lot of People don't know that once you lock in a weekend at a track, that is the basis, unless you can snag a date where another series drops a date. Because once a track has those dates in lock, they they operate pretty much from the moment we leave on the weekend, that following week, I'm corresponding about dates for the following year um, to get them locked in. So it's it's hard sometimes to, to move races around um it's not that easy but we always try to you know look for gaps or look for some changes that maybe some races are geographically too close together so 
that's kind of some of the changes we'll do this year. But we chose NCM, and we're going to be doing the championship there. Cool. So hope to see everybody. Yeah, we had a good turnout the one of the other uh, races there, the, NC, the NCM National Championship. That was fun, especially turn one. Or, <laughs> you know, the the – you know, the, the chicane there. That's just awesome watching the cars go through there. So, all right. So, you know, we don't have any other maybe 24 hours at, I don't know, um, where's a good track to have a 24-hour race at that nobody really likes to go to? <laughs> Could be anywhere, out in the middle of nowhere. So, yeah, we're, we're looking at many different tracks, um, talking to some tracks, too. I see you, Fred. So, uh <laughs> Hopefully, I you know that's one track I do like Nelson. Yeah, there Tim shows up Nelson Ledges. I do like Nelson Ledges. I love to do another twenty four there, but we have to have the numbers to go back there, don't we? We yeah. just can't go there with you know fifteen cars. Yeah, and that's pretty much anywhere on our schedule. It's just a, we have to you know this is a business at the end of the day. Um, we want to make sure ever all of our races and members are happy and um, but at the end of the day we do have to look at at stuff like profit and loss. And so we're going to keep what we have, um, maybe change things around a little bit where they're placed, uh, have the championship at NCM and then grow and try to pull in some other more bucket list tracks. So we have um, the board of directors uh, vote coming up here soon. We got three or two people leaving the board of directors. Um, it's the, what do they call that? I can't never think of the words. It's late. We've been up early. Um, the election to uh, nominate the nominations for some board of directors. So that's that's happening. We also have the uh, 2024 BCCR that will be released any day now. I know that Chris was just finishing up the final aspects of it. Um, talked to Ray this morning. Um, they were voting. They they have to. The board has to vote to approve it. And not everybody had voted yet because it was still early. So um, hopefully we'll have that up within the next day or two. And uh, that's always a good thing. to. I've seen it. There's not many changes in it. A lot of clarifications. I had to do some new uh, photos. And Chris did some awesome roll cage um, diagrams, which should help out a lot of guys. So, you know, I bought the the software to do it myself. And I couldn't get the software to work right. So he, he stepped up and help me so yeah good yeah i know all the tech guys that are on the ground um and huggins they all got together just with some wording and i think it's really gonna you know it'll help out a lot on on building some cages so yeah so cool anything else chels why'd you call me the new sheriff in town well because you are the new sheriff in town (laughs) yeah um the boss be watching that driving the boss lady <laughs> yeah is that it I'm are we done it. We're... i'm here for it. well yeah so how, <laughs> do, how do people get a hold of you if they want to ask you questions chelsea.vickery at champcar.org or you can call me or info at champcar.org either one works. info yeah. at champcar.org for sure cool now any suggestions anything like that i'm open for years i mean it's it's all going to be taken in, and I will, uh, you know, I'll listen to everybody. Cool. All right. All right. Well, thanks for joining us here, Chelsea. That was fun. And, um, you know, <laughs> Brian's out there somewhere in Lincoln doing cone dodging or something or getting ready right. to do it in his little Honda, Honda Fit, I think he has. That'll be fun yeah. to watch. Hopefully, <laughs> Brian does well out there. And uh, I guess stock Brian. class. Have you ever autocrossed? Oh, I come from the autocross. Uh, that's where I kind of started just in like with Optima and stuff like that. We did autocross and speed stop and track for the ultimate street car. So it's like, yeah. Ultimate street car. Do you think they could do endurance racing? They did. Jimmy had it. <laughs> oh, that's right. I do remember. Yes, they did. Yeah. Jimmy Day, I- who used to be our one of our board of directors uh, with yes. Champ Car, Trump Car. So. Yep. Jimmy Day and Wally Olzak. That's that's who brought me into the motorsports industry at age 22. Yeah, about four yeah. years ago. And <laughs> <laughs> No, I wish. <laughs> mm, 
I told Bill the other day I, I picked a long gray hair out. Yeah. It's all downhill from there. That's what I tell Julian all the time. Yeah. So. <laughs> all right, Chelsea. I think that we're going to call it a day here. Let me see if I can figure out how to do all the rest of the stuff here. All right. That's going to do it for another episode of Inside Champ Car. If you like what you've heard, subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any episodes. And it would also be great if you could share it on your social media channels, email, whatever. Just share it. You can comment on Champ Car Facebook page uh, or send us an email at info at champcar.org. And especially if it's a good one. Um, we have a new episode every week for Bill Strong and Chelsea Vickery. You're listening to the Racing Wire Podcast Network. Thank you.